listening to Tea Time with Tay, a podcast series where I sit down like I have a choice, brew some tea, and then spill it. Before I start today's show, I have to say a huge thank you to the Think Company. Now, you're probably wondering, who are the Think Company? They are a social business that gives 100% of their profits to charity. Yes, you heard that right. They donate 100% of all of their profits to charity. If you head over to thx.co on their website, you can find a range of products, including teas, which I love, coffee, unisex perfume, as well as candles for purchase. And what also makes them an amazing, amazing company and different from everything else out there is that they get you involved with the giving process. When you check out on the website, it gives you an option to donate to a charity of your choice. So you're doing good, you're being good, you're getting the products that you love and use on a daily basis, and giving back. Win-win, right? So head over to thx.co, thx.co, and do some good in the world. Let's start today's show. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back for another episode of the show. I love you guys for listening as always. Today I'm super excited. I'm sitting down with a band who is noted by US Weekly as being LA's hottest new band. They are currently playing on 47 different radio stations around the US. Say real. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you guys? We're good. good. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah. Can you all say your names so we all can get introduced to each other? Sure, I'm Naya Kate. My name is Lee John. Hi, I'm Whitefoot. I'm Imani. And you guys cannot see it, but I will definitely post a photo. This is a group with the coolest hairstyles. <laughs> like the range, the, my mom is clapping in the background. The range is great. We got buns, we got like a little like afro and dreads. I think it's great. Um, so when I was reading up on you guys, I found out that you guys, the origin of your group being created is kind of different. You guys didn't necessarily start out performing together. You were kind of suggested to be put together by a really well-recognized person like Randy Jackson, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if I would put it that way. Um, we actually... 
Uh, I'm Naya again, I'm the lead singer in the group, and uh, my brother Imani and I, who's the drummer, um, ha had been playing music together since we were kids. Uh, we moved out here with my boyfriend, Lee John, who's the bass player and singer in the group, um, and we had been playing um, in my project um, for years, off and on, all together. And um, we made a living when we first got out here busking um, in Santa Monica, which is mm -hmm. I hear where you met Lightfoot and Lee John at one point. With yeah, <laughs> we did a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, so yeah. Um, we met Lightfoot out there, and um, after a couple of years, um, I needed a guitar player for this um, kind of a showcase thing that I had going on at Hotel Cafe, where I had invited Randy Jackson to, because I was working with some of his producers at the time. Oh, okay. And so I got off stage that day, and it was the first show we'd ever had with, where it was the four of us. And he was like, your project is great and all, but you guys are a band. <laughs> like, you guys are a band, you need to be a band, you know, you know, you can still do your own music, but this is a band, you know? Um, so I was like, yeah, I, it was kind of something that I had always wanted to be, um, but, you know, we all talked about it and... It, from there it just kind of unfolded so I wouldn't say he put us together we definitely okay. but he definitely um, kind of uh, I don't think if he hadn't said that to me that I necessarily would have you know brought that idea back to them at the time and then actually gone for it so and now was that before or after you were on the voice that was after I was on the voice yeah, yeah good I don't know a while, a year or two yeah. after, yeah. <laughs> what was that experience like for you? Um, it was surreal. Um, it was uh, a kind of shocking to the system, you know, when you've been making your living on the street and you've mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been doing music my whole life. Um, but then to I had just moved out to LA not long before I was on the show from Western Massachusetts, and. Um, so it was crazy to be in that environment, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about um, how to carry myself, how to really make sure that you know uh, the message and what I'm about as an artist um, comes through, no matter what context you're in, and um, you know whether you're singing a cover song or singing your own song, um, how to how to make sure that you are still. Um, you know, uh, uh, sharing what it is that you need to share and inspiring people the way you want to to inspire. So that's great. Yeah. And now, in before in getting introduced to you guys, I thought you guys were mainly a reggae band. But in listening to your music, I what? How would you collectively? What genre do you think you guys fall into, or is it you guys just? Yeah, that's a hard question. Mm -hmm. I hate answering. Somebody else want to take that one? <laughs> I think uh, from an artist's perspective, we kind of call it reggae rock, okay. I guess. You yeah. know, because there's influences. I mean, you know, Naya and Imani grew up playing in their parents' reggae band. So they have this, like, just natural reggae infusion. And then Lightfoot and I, I feel like, come from a little bit more of a rock background. And then, you know, but Imani also has this like hip hop infusion as well. So it's all these elements that come together to create, you know, something that I think the industry would consider to be, uh, what do they call it? Adult alternative? <laughs> yeah. I guess. That's what they call it. Anything that they can't yeah. okay. yeah. categorize yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, like, goes into that category. Reggae, rock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because we have, when you're listening to because you definitely can hear the inspirations and different sounds. You said, like, with the guitars, and but also with the beat. Yeah. A little bit of it. Yeah, and you know, that, you know, writing Unarmed and Ready, you know, was something when we first got together, we were in our rehearsal space nonstop, like four days a week for like. 
I don't know, four to six months or something. Wow. And so these were just kind of songs that just naturally happened. And so they were some of the first that we wrote and we put that out as kind of our debut stamp. We needed to have a product. Um, but at this point, you know, because we've played more, we've played live. Mm -hmm. um, we've really, uh, I think even more so our live show kind of represents that reggae influence now and we've written more songs um, based on our live performance that have more of a reggae feel mm -hmm. so that will definitely um, show in our in our upcoming singles and stuff like that. So touching on that again, your debut EP called Unarmed and Ready which came out in April? Yeah. What, it, what would you say is the meaning behind it, the significance and what it was like for you guys to put out this collective piece of art for the first time together. Yeah, um, funny that when we first wrote Unarmed and Ready, it was actually called Armed and Ready. And we that's how we wrote the song. And then Lee John one day was like, oh, we're unarmed and ready. And then everybody was like, whoa, that's that's it. That's the, that's the title right there. And I think it just... Um, you know, as far as the, the content of the, of the message and the songs, I think each one has, um, you know, a real revolutionary feel. Um, each one is inspirational in some way. Even like, you know, there's a couple love songs on there. There's still like this spiritual aspect to them. Like From Far Away was originally like this breakup song and then it kind of turned into a song about saying goodbye to lost loved ones and you know, things like that and being able to love through loss and you know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's a revolutionary aspect, there's a spiritual aspect in our music um, and there's a very, uh, you know, pop fun aspect as well. You know, everything is danceable, everything is is uh, fun to listen to, but I've been talking a lot. I don't know if somebody else wants I to I know. Well, share. maybe I'll ask one of you guys. Yeah. One of the songs that definitely stands out um, amidst the rest of them is uh, Frederick's song. And I know that it definitely has a huge tie to historical uh, historical reference. And would you guys want to speak on that a little bit? Maybe one of the guys? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Frederick's song is was actually inspired by a conversation with our manager's father-in-law at our manager's wedding before he was our manager, funny enough. Okay. Um, he is a student of Frederick Douglass, has studied him his whole life, and, and was uh, always really inspired by his words, by his teachings, his philosophy, and felt that it more young people specifically needed to hear that message and that the best vehicle to share that message was music. And so he shared this with us and I kind of didn't think a ton of it, you know, kind of, you know, sat with it for like a year before ever really um, approaching, you know, the actual songwriting process. Um, and when um, Jordan, our manager, became our manager, I kind of brought it up with him and was like, you know, is this something I should do? And he was like, absolutely, we can really make this a project. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had been, at the time, I remember I had just downloaded Logic onto my laptop for the first time and kind of started creating this beat and put together, you know, uh, I have ties to um, West African drum and dance. My brother and I grew up studying the culture and have been to Senegal um, a few times and um, so actually the, the groove of the song is actually a 6-8 rhythm um, that was kind of born out of that, out of my West African influence, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, I think for me the, the biggest takeaway uh, 
from what I've learned about Frederick Douglass is that he really believed that no one is free until we're all free. And and he learned that lesson throughout stages of his life. When he was a slave, he was yeah. begging for his freedom. When he um, became became free, he was demanding his freedom. And then um, and then even when he, when he was free, when he became a free man, he, for the rest of his life, fought for the freedom of all and was willing to work with anyone who... Uh, would stand behind that to make sure that that was happened. So whether they were a woman, whether they were white, black, Native American, as long as you were in the cause for freedom and willing to fight for freedom on, on behalf of everybody, he um, was about that. And that's the biggest takeaway for me and, and what I hope people will take away from this message that I think is still very real today. And him being in order, um, I think you guys did a great job of paying respect to his legacy and everything that he was able to achieve in his life. And it's a story that um, I think that maybe not as many people do know about and maybe, and I think that you guys are able to express it in a way that is creative enough to capture the attention of our millennial audience at times. So Appreciate I want to congratulate you guys on that. And speaking to the writing process, are you guys all involved in the writing process? Of, uh, of that song in particular? Or no, not it, that yeah. song, because... All songs. All, all the songs. Yeah, I mean, songs like that tune in particular came... She came with, like, the skeleton. It was it was pretty much uh, compositionally almost done, but then we all came in and worked together to finish the lyrics, and then each member writes their own part. Oh! You know, so there's no, like, uh, I, like, ne none of us ever tell another person in the band what to do. <laughs> musically, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like she'll come with this idea, oh we have this thing and then Lightfoot just like let me get the guitar and then all of a sudden that's born and then Imani gets on the drums and that happens, you know, so we all collectively write. Um I think I, I'm safe to say that with lyrics and stuff, Naya is kind of the spearhead, you know? And then uh, you know, everyone works together to complete the stuff. Yeah, and and our songwriting process has 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 changed and developed again as we've as we've played more live, you know, what's so great, I think, about this band, what, one of the things that makes this band really special is just the amount of creativity just pouring out of everyone all the time. And um, because we've all really individually worked on mastering our crafts, when we come together, it just, you know, it, it happens naturally. I spend a lot of time um, co-writing, so that's why I think lyrics come to me really naturally. Mm -hmm. They spent a lot of time playing and jamming, so when we get into a room, um, you know, musical ideas are born like that and then when I hear something that I want to write to I just pull out the notebook and, and that's kind of how it happens so. and in touching <laughs> and I'm touching on uh, performing live I know that you guys have a residency right right now mm -hmm. yeah. so do you guys want to speak a little bit about where everyone can find you and hear you guys perform live because in watching videos I really hope to uh, get a chance to see you guys perform live before I head back but uh, and you guys in the video sound exactly the same, as good as you do in recording, which is very hard to find <laughs> nowadays. But uh, where could people find you if they're out here in the, I guess, LA area? Well, yeah, we've had a residency at um, Harbell's out in Santa Monica um, going since October. We're doing that every other Tuesday now. So yeah. we're doing that um, tonight and then every other Tuesday beyond that. And you're performing, I think, tonight with Mario Jose, yeah. which, mm -hmm. who I interviewed a couple weeks ago, and I'll make sure 
too. I think this will be this will be coming up tomorrow, but I'll make sure to tweet about it anyways tonight so people can hopefully come in to see you guys. But what if they come to your show, what is the kind of vibe and what are they expecting to see? What can um, a potential new fan expect from you guys? Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> Face melting. Face melting. Extreme. <laughs> uh, yeah. We definitely yeah. we leave a lot of room for um, like spontaneity and just cool electric things happening in the set that I think people really respond to. So it's always kind of a new experience every time. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's fun. I think that's the way we want it. I, I know some bands will get super nitpicky about you know, this being exactly how it was in the record, or this part being that, or whatever, and it's like we kind of just like have, you know, the basis of it is really strong, we've played these songs a lot, so I think during the live performance, like I've never heard Lightfoot do the same solo twice, mm -hmm. I've never heard Imani do the same fill twice, I don't really know what's happening on bass most of the time, so it's, it's just this kind of... <laughs> You know, with but it's tight. But it is tight. Don't get us yeah. wrong. It's tight. <laughs> You're making us sound it. like we're all over the place, which we are, in a, but it's in a good way. You know, it's we have, you know, we're we're really we have kind of I feel like gotten our set to the point where because we're so tight and because we can kind of tune into each other really yeah. into it, uh, intuitively, um, we're able to explore more and go different places without it getting too jam bandy feel, yeah. you know? Um, so that part is cool. Um, recently we just, the, the last few shows actually we, I threw a song into the set that literally wasn't even done. It's called Fire in Jamaica, actually. We're excited. Shout out to my mom. Shout out. We want to go to Jamaica to finish it. Um, no, but we it, the song wasn't even done yet, but it was like the, the vibe in the room. The room gives permission for, um, uh, I'd say the energy of the room gives permission to really just like go deep and explore um, places musically and energetically that just feel really good. You just kind of go where the vibe takes you. And, the, and and that's also, you know, that's because of us, but that's also because of what's happening um, in the environment. We It's really cool to see, you know, every show is different. Sometimes the room is full, sometimes it's not so full, but the vibe is always there and there's, a, I can see a really strong community building, you know, a community of people who really love what we do, um, not just because of what we're saying, what we're doing musically, but because of what we're saying in the music and because mm -hmm. there's something in that that speaks to them and they feel like they can bring something to the table as well. You know, we know everybody who comes to the show. It's like, it's just a really fun community vibe. It's like an organic movement and growth. Yes. Which is good. Exactly. And I know in, uh, you guys, how long have you guys been collectively a band? Did you say? A year and a half? Close a year and a half. Close, close to two. Close to two now. Years. Coming in, this coming August will be the anniversary of that first show we did at Hotel Cafe where Andy was there. So. And in being a. Randy was Randy. there. So. Randy. Randy. <laughs> His brother Andy. His brother Andy. Him too. He was there too. The time. He was in the back class <laughs> doing something. In uh, being a, a, maybe if you want to say relatively new band, what, if, what are some of the things that you felt like you've learned? in the process of entering the music industry together. Because I know you guys said you were, so a lot of you guys did the busker thing, but in taking that leap into maybe more of the professional side, 
how has that been for you guys and what are some of the <laughs> your face? I'm sorry, some my of the face faces. Right now. <laughs> She's like, I oh, oh, oh I've learned face. a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'll just share, you know, I think this is something that each of us could speak to, but I've just learned a lot about compromise and how to really, um, and, it's, and it's an ongoing kind of learning process of how to make sure each person is being heard, each vision is being met, and in a way that complements each other, you know, because mm -hmm. we each have our own things that we bring to the table and um, learning how to, uh, especially, you know, in a band context where it's like, you know, we're all being represented in the music, we're all being represented online and how it is, you know, the world sees us, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, each person's vision really needs to be, um, really needs to be honored in, in a way that, that takes care of the whole, you know, so that's, I think, been the, the biggest uh, challenge. I don't want to call it a challenge because I mean it's hard, but it's but it's but it, I think you know you grow as a not just as a band member, but you grow as a person. You know, mm -hmm. in doing that. So that's that's been a big takeaway for me. And what is the response? Do you guys feel like has been because you guys are a band that is so? I would say, in my opinion, heavily focused on the lyrical content of your songs and your music. What has that been like for you guys where maybe you are speaking out on different topics and areas that might be more sensitive or where other people may not want to touch? What is that like for you guys advocating for change in an arena where not many people are using their platforms to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know for me, it's... Exactly, you hit the, the, the nail right on the head with not many people are using this platform to say something real. Yeah. And I stay think real. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the that's and that's our at least for me, I don't know as a I think I can speak for everybody when it's like it's about creating music that um, is as accessible as an artist like Drake or Rihanna or Ariana Grande or whatever, getting we're trying to get to that big pop level, but to continue um, holding our integrity as far as music and lyrics are concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's really important because it would be really great if the people who were in those positions where they're influencing, you know, like like the millions, culture, millions, millions of, of people, people. Mm -hmm. even if it's a super danceable beat and a dope track, it's kind of important that the lyrics are meaningful because even if someone doesn't even think about the lyrics you're still infusing, infusing them with your thing and that's yeah. kind of the thing that bob marley was so successfully able to do in his music and he is a global icon and of course like you said you could be jamming to it but at the end of the day when you're singing the lyrics out loud and talking about change and being there for each other and being there for your fellow man i think that's really important yeah, yeah. and it's really easy you know especially having you know over the last couple of weeks, just experienced a lot as a country yeah. um, with the different shootings that went on and, and things like that. It's really, you know, I started to see celebrities come out and be like, we have to speak out on this now. I saw stuff from Chris Brown. I saw stuff from Kevin Hart. I saw stuff from different people. Um, and that's great and that's important that they're doing that now, but it's so easy to get caught up in the hype of a tragic situation. You know, it's like we released Frederick's song months ago and mm -hmm. we had been 
this had been a message we had been simmering on for years and we had been practicing putting this message and fighting for the rights of all people in our music for years and years. We grew up living that, breathing that, doing that, you know? So I think that, um, that it's just, it's just important to, to, you know, in, in times when our country really needs that, you know, remind ourselves that, you know, while this is a great reason, like we even before one of our shows, we had a demonstration with our friends and we got our friends together and, and we had a demonstration, you know, just, you know, about uh, Black Lives Matter and, you know, just yeah. again, bringing more light to the situation. Um, but I think it's important not to just have it stop there, but to continue on after the hype has died down, you know, and, and keep, you know, spreading that positive light. And I'm always one to like, not focus on a tragic situation and always have a little bit of hope. You know, that's something that you'll hear and there's not very many songs that I write or that we write that just are depressing. You know, even if we're talking about something difficult and sad and tragic, um, there's gonna be a little bit of hope in it. You know, there's gonna be a little bit of light in it. Um, so I think that's important. Yeah, that's the power of music because music surpasses a news cycle. Unfortunately, we happen so often with things like Black Lives Matter or when someone dies like Philando uh, Castile. Unfortunately, which it's a double-edged sword because of course you want there to be a hashtag where people are made aware of what's going on, but you want that to last longer than 24 hours. And yeah, so often you want to actually see the change occur. <laughs> yeah, that's what music is able to do and able to create. And so I think you guys should continue to do that. And, um, I cannot wait to see where you guys go and the global messages and reach that you guys will have. And speaking to that, are you guys currently signed with a label? No. no. Well, I have no doubt that <laughs> in a very short time that you guys will. Where are you guys seeing yourself maybe in five years as a band? What would be your greatest hope? That's a good question. Boys. Boys. <laughs> um, I mean, ideally, obviously still playing music just on, on a bigger scale. Bigger scale. Um, hopefully... Um, getting really successful in the States, but I know we'd love to um, see success overseas as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of tap into other markets as well. Mm -hmm. So really traveling. Yeah. Hopefully a couple multi-platinum albums later. <laughs> yeah, I think what's cool about what we're doing, my mom actually just asked me this question recently, so... Um, shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to mom. Um, yeah, I, you know, I had the same answer Imani did, like, what we're doing now just bigger. I think that's what's so cool is like, even though that we're not signed, we're writing music, we're recording music, we're releasing music, we have a product out there, we're playing shows, we're building a community, we're you know, putting demonstrations together, like we're doing everything we wanna do, um, which is pretty incredible that we can do that as an independent band and be full-time musicians as we are right now. Um, and now we just wanna just keep, keep growing that, keep doing what we're doing, but just, bigger, more, you know, more than just in LA and making sure that even our LA shows are selling out, and, but then expand, you know, across the country Jamaica. and across the world. Yeah. Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> my mom is like the biggest, my mom yeah. is the biggest yeah. advocate. Yeah. She's like, 
So, as soon as you guys came, she's like, so when are you guys going to Jamaica? Yeah. Uh, you guys are, she'll be your tour guide, I'm sure, if you guys ever uh, I'm down. make it out there. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Well, so to remind everyone, where can they find you here in LA when you do your performances? Just another reminder of the place and the yeah, times. They, we, they can uh, find us at Harvell's in Santa Monica Harvell's every Santa. other Tuesday. Um, to get info, just go to our website, sayrealmusic.com, and you can see uh, when our Harvell's dates are booked for, and then when we're going to be performing elsewhere as well, because we do stuff aside from Harvell's, um, and, and yeah. And the other, I'll let you guys do the drum roll, or not the drum roll, whatever you call it, of all the places where people can find you online, so... Uh -huh. Yeah, um, this is your all that. This is, your tip. this is it. Okay, so Instagram, say real music, S A Y R E A L music. That's the same thing on Twitter, say real music. Facebook.com slash say real music. Um, and then sayrealmusic.com also has links to our YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, yeah, all that good stuff. And I will say too that if you get your tickets in advance for our Harbell show um, and share it on Facebook, you get a dollar off. So, hey, hey, hey you know, save that money. They, they <laughs> are performing tonight. It is a Tuesday. We're recording this on. I will be tweeting this out, like I said to all of you guys. I will also be putting all of their social media links on my blog and website. So it's very easy for you guys to find, which is on taylorlnwrites.com. As always, you can follow me at taylorln underscore writes on Instagram and personal Twitter accounts for anyone. Yeah, um, so we have myself, Naya Kete, N-A-I-A-K-E-T-E. We have Lee John, he's at Lee John Music on Instagram. Lightfoot is at Lightfoot Music on Instagram. And Imani is Imani Elijah, right? Imani Elijah. Boom. Is that an I-M-A-N-I? -N -I mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, nope, good. <laughs> All yeah. right. Just one while we're on this, um, you can actually get free music from us if you go to our website and uh, sign up for our mailing list. We'll send you free songs, so hey. just know that. Hey. And free songs that are not on. on yes, our not on, on our. And these ready. songs are not available anywhere else no, besides yeah. the mailing list. Exactly. To touch on that again, their debut album "Unarmed and Ready" is available on iTunes right now. I'm not kidding when I say this. I have listened to it more than once. I love it. It's really great, easy music to listen to with a great social message. So please check that out. Again, it's, it's on Spotify. It's on oh, Spotify too. Yeah, Spotify, Rhapsody, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh yeah, we're on, we're on. Look at that. That's actually, wow, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I could be, Spotify's a little sketchy in Canada, I'm not gonna lie. But this is a global audience we are listening to. And the majority of my audience is actually in the US. So cool. hit up Spotify as well. Again, that's Unarmed and Ready with for the band Say Real. I'd like to thank all of you guys so much for being here today. I'm really, really excited for you guys and where you'll head up. And one day when you guys are touring internationally and I'll be in the audience and I'll be like, remember Tea Time with Tay? Yeah, that's when we'll come back again. We'll come back again. Definitely we'll do a second interview. Um, thank you again for your time. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Oh, and until next time, stay positive, stay happy, and hug someone you love today.
Thank you guys for listening. Bye! Hello to all you lovely people. Before I go, I just wanted to say that you can head over to iTunes right now and subscribe to my podcast, Tea Time with Tay. It's available worldwide. All you have to do is go to the iTunes store, hit subscribe. It'll automatically download to your phone or your computer whenever a new episode is out so you never miss a thing. Also, I would love if you could leave a comment and rating so I know what you guys are thinking and tell me who you want to see on the show, what kind of people, what kind of stories. I'm open for anything and always ready to listen and provide you with the content that you want to hear. Again, subscribe to Taylor. Ah, subscribe to me. I can't even speak anymore. Subscribe to me at Tea Time with Tay on iTunes. I love you. Bye.